good you are here whether you are a giver or a non giver you are good that you are here on the call because it is not the giving that sets you free it is the knowledge that you have behind your giving that sets you free so right now we have one question by sister swati and a question is seed for every need is it true should we should the seed be financial or material things okay so today whatever we talk it relates to three areas of your life okay there are three seeds without sowing which no man can truly prosper even a man cannot uh, receive the immortality that god wants to give him without sowing these three seeds okay the three seeds are time money and your words time money and your words so you might be somebody very good with money but you might be somebody bad with time you might be somebody good with time bad with money you might be somebody good with time and money bad with uh, words so as i share any verse to you you can just apply it to yourself you can interchange so let's look at this verse this verse is taken from matthew chapter 23 okay and matthew chapter 23 this verse is in verse 23 okay very nice number matthew 23 23 so those who are hearing easy for you others you can hear it on the recording woe to you scribes and pharisees hypocrites for you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin and have neglected the weightier matters of the law which is justice mercy and faith these you ought to have done without leaving the others undone blind guides who strain out a gnat and swallow a camel okay so most of these verses that i will be using my friend in uh, regards to giving uh, usually in the church one of the problem what i understood is we preach about giving from three major places one place is malaki test me now prove me if i will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing second place is uh, luke where it says give and it shall be given unto you third place is uh, the other place where it says beloved as your soul prospers everything in you prospers okay so these are the three places i will not talk about because you heard a lot about this we will look at other verses okay that actually make more sense so here jesus is saying to the farsees and the scribes and the hypocrites hey guys you are paying tithe of mint anise and cumin that means in uh, out of jeera out of uh, 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 methi out of pudina out of everything you are giving a tithe okay but you have neglected the weightier matters of the law which is justice mercy and faith okay so li listen to me in the kingdom of god there are light matters and the weightier matters okay and jesus is saying even in the law there are light matters and there are weighty matters and jesus says hey guys you are doing whatever excellence you have it is only in the light matters and what is the light matter the light matter is to give a tithe of uh, uh, pudina give a tithe of palak give a tithe of all this uh, spices and all these things that you are giving off but the weightier matter is that you seek justice mercy and faith and jesus is saying hey guys you are hypocrites you are scribes and you know you are such people you show me so much excellence with the light matters but where is your excellence with the weighty matters because i do not find you seeking for justice mercy and faith so this is one area where jesus says you ought to do one without leaving the other undone now some people uh, especially the people who believe the gospel of grace okay i also believe the gospel of grace but one thing i need to tell you you cannot win a theological debate or you cannot win a reasoning in your mind 
just by saying in grace this is not there okay so jesus himself said you ought to do one but you not to neglect the other that means he was saying i appreciate what you are doing but if i look at what you are not doing looks like what you are doing is worse that means though you are giving tithe the problem with you is that you are giving tithe even of the smallest thing you you give tithe of chicken mutton rice uh, you know wheat all these great things you give tithe of good you are so excellent at giving tithe even from the smallest thing okay but the problem with you is not that you are giving tithe the problem with with you is that you do not understand god's system and in god's law justice mercy and faith have the greatest weightage okay so what why i'm sharing this is because if you are going to give god your time your money or your talent or your resources and if you are not seeking justice mercy and faith from god you will always be at a disadvantage reason is you are giving to god with a lack of understanding you see this justice mercy and faith jesus talk about jesus is talking about he is not talking about a social justice okay justice for you might be if somebody bounced your check okay if somebody gave you a check and the check bounced justice for you might be uh, to go and penalize that guy or put that guy in the jail or to put a case on that guy and justice according to you might be to get back that 1 lakh rupees you gave that guy along with interest that is justice in your eyes but god's justice is not a social justice his justice is a restorative justice okay in other words what i mean restorative justice is you did a bad decision and he did a bad decision now there is a heart issue behind your bad decision there is a heart issue behind that person's bad decision so god wants to restore your money but he also wants to restore the state of your heart in such a way so that you won't take the bad decision again so that's why god says in every situation three things are available to you justice not the social justice the god kind of restorative justice mercy and faith what is mercy and faith okay bible says his mercy is new every morning that means every morning is a fresh start you know i have i have i've seen lot of people okay whether they are sick or whether they are in problems whether they are in troubles one of the things they do is they hold on to some past grudges whether it's against people whether it's against organizations whether it's against certain circumstances in life they hold on to some past grudges and all their life they always complain that my situation is bad because certain so situation happened now these people are not the people who are seeking god's mercy why because if you sought god's mercy every morning you will never have an opportunity to blame your uh, your bad situation onto anybody else or to any circumstance okay that is why even though you might be a good sower with your money time or your talent or your resources remember one thing it's ultimately your heart that acts as a fertilizer okay your heart acts as a fertilizer so if you are not a forgiving person if you are not a person who understands god's system of mercy and justice you will be in trouble third thing jesus said is you also don't seek faith now what does faith look like faith looks like a new creation in christ jesus who has the ability to create and to sustain things by the word okay by the word what does it mean by the word 
if you sow your time and money but if you do not sow your word you will never reap your harvest okay some people pray a lot to god but only thing that they don't want to do is they don't want to speak the blessing into the atmosphere they don't want to speak the blessing into their life if we look at what jesus told the disciples he said you are not able to cast out the demon because of unbelief that means because your view of god you are not totally convinced that god can cast out any demon through you but then when he said if you have belief you will speak to the mountain he didn't say like that he said if you have faith you will speak see belief is something that resonates between you and god faith is something that resonates between you and your situation when you have a proper belief system your faith is strong towards the situation or the people you face so we need to understand that jesus said don't leave the other thing undone but do this one thing seek for the weightier matters which is justice mercy and faith okay now this sister asked me seed for every need okay is it true and can it be a financial seed or material seed okay let's look at this verse very interesting okay this verse is there in luke chapter 16 luke chapter 16 and verse 9 okay here it says and i did say to you make friends for yourself by unrighteous mammon that when you fail they may receive you into an everlasting home he is faithful in the least is also faithful in much and he who is unjust in the least is also unjust in much verse 11 therefore if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon who will trust you with the true riches and if you are been faithful in what is other man's who will give you what is your own so many people ask did jesus ask for offerings or did jesus correct offerings so here is the verse in this verse verse 12 if you have not been faithful in what is other man's who will give you your own here this verse is talking about jesus jesus is saying if you are not faithful in what belongs to me who will give you your own but the verse before say that says two things okay it says if you are not faithful with the unrighteous mammon who will trust you with the true riches so you need to understand god's system and man's system in man's system the highest loyalty or the highest value that we give is to a thing called money okay or in hindi if we have to say p a i s a okay money or paisa because we believe that roti kapda makan whether it is basic stage advanced stage or luxury stage we believe that roti kapda makan runs on this thing called money okay or paisa now jesus is saying in man's kingdom in the system of man the thing that has the highest honor is money okay but in god's system money is not even classified as true riches in god's system money is not even classified as true riches so jesus says if you are not faithful with the unrighteous mammon okay so now this money which is not even classified as true riches in god's system god comes with a denominator okay we all know what is a denominator if you are good at maths you will know that right when you want to divide you put this denominator and this by this you see so god comes with a denominator and god says 
if you are not faithful with the unrighteous mammon who will trust you with the true riches okay so many people ask i i personally know many men of god and you know many people ask this question why in the early stages god doesn't prosper someone it's very easy you know if god is going to prosper someone very heavily when they do ministry in the early stages okay they will not have an understanding of what is the true riches if you were on a zoom call just few days a uh, few few uh, just an hour back okay peter said silver and gold have i none what would this jesus uh, peter want to say peter said hey guy i don't have riches that perish but i have rich a uh, rich uh, riches that lead into incorruptibility that give incorruptible power and he healed a lame man by birth now jesus is saying the same thing jesus is saying if you cannot be trusted with the unrighteous mammon how can you be trusted with the true riches now did jesus, did peter do something to uh, get to a state where he was filled with the power and that power healed the lame man we see in bible there are two stories a rich man who couldn't give away things because he lacked trust remember when the rich man left jesus jesus said one thing one thing you lack and what was that one thing the rich man did not lack money the rich man did not lack uh, morals the rich man did not lack uh, keeping up the law he lacked trust peter he had trust so because of which peter left everything and followed jesus what was the result peter got money more than the rich man got at the same time peter got the true riches what is true riches the true riches are the power of god that can be manifested in our life so i'm coming to that sister what you asked me whether seed for every need okay we just remain in the same verse where we are right now if you read verse 9 of that same chapter luke chapter 16 verse 9 i've been hearing sermons for 20 years now nobody till date explain me the meaning of this verse okay i'll try to explain it to you god gave it to me just one year back and i said to you a one year or two year back and i said to you make friends for yourselves by the unrighteous mammon that when you fail they may receive you into an everlasting home he who is faithful in least is also faithful in much he who is faithful he who is unjust in least is also unjust in much okay so now think from jesus point of view when he says if today jesus was going to tell like this people would have thought he is telling a filmy dialogue okay apne paise use karke dosta banao if jesus would have told like that people would have got especially the religious church would have got freaked out oh my god where is this in the bible but read for yourself my friend if you have a bible that shows let 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 us verse 9 says and i say to you means jesus is saying the law is not saying i am personally giving you a good suggestion i say to you make friends for yourself by the unrighteous mammon that when you fail you may receive they may receive you into an everlasting home okay how freaky does it sound that jesus is saying use money to make friends okay it sounds like that and you know religious folks might get freaked out if we read it like that that's why they never read this verse in the church what is jesus saying jesus is saying mammon or money is unrighteous but you can exchange this mammon and convert it into eternal life how will you exchange this mammon and convert it into eternal life is that you make spend this mammon on friendships and so that when you are down or when the mammon fails you okay just like 
Pete, silver had uh, Peter had silver and gold, but the silver and gold was going to fail the lame man because he needed more power. He needed true riches to heal the lame man. So Jesus is saying, use your money to make friendships so that when you fail, your friendships will lead you into everlasting life or your friendships will sustain you. Did Jesus say this? He truly said that. Okay. So if somebody doesn't believe it, if somebody is too uh, critical about it, they have a problem with Jesus, not with me. Okay. If you have a Bible, then you will see it also there in red. Okay. So here's the answer for this question. Because before I backslided, I used to hear these teachings a lot. Seed for every need. Okay. I used to hear this. And I used to think, wow, the church has a marketing strategy wherein the church can say for every need, so a seed. So people from all sectors, people from all kinds of needs in life, have a way, uh, church has a way of funding itself. It says seed for every need. And then, you know, people give money to the church. But later I realized when we were reading about uh, divine healing, okay, when we were reading about divine healing, one thing we realized is that anything that is not possible, okay, anything that is not possible by human power is possible by the power of God, okay? But if you are faithful in your finances, if you are faithful with the unrighteous mammon, that actually shows, okay, that you are going to also be faithful with the true riches. But if you are not faithful with the unrighteous mammon, it shows that probably you are not going to be faithful with the true riches, okay? So, the in the new covenant, remember this, in the new covenant, actually we are not supposed to speak on the tithe, okay? But why do churches speak on tithe? Is because churches find it very easy to speak on a tithe and get the 10% out of people, okay? So, is it wrong? Not really, but it is not the practice of a New Testament because if you give 10% in the New Testament, it is more of a mockery, okay? Um, I don't know how many of you follow Joseph Prince. So when Joseph Prince goes on the stage in Hillsong, the first thing he says is this sermon is not for everyone. And then he says this particular sermon is for only few people. And then he says, I'm going to talk about Melchizedek priesthood, resurrection power. And then he immediately says this sermon is about giving. Why so? In the New Testament, not everybody is bound by a law. Okay? Not everybody is bound to give. So though the traditional church feels good that everybody is giving 10% in the New Testament till you get understanding you are not required to give. When you get understanding you are required to give. So when you give what actually you are declaring is that you are being faithful with the unrighteous mammon. Number two, you are declaring that you are in search of the true riches. See the Malachi verse we have twisted it. How we have twisted the Malachi verses in Malachi, God never told to give the tenth part so that he will give something that is naturally possible. He told, if you give the tenth part, I will rebuke the devourer. Okay? Now, rebuking the devourer was not something naturally possible. He said, I will open the heaven, which is also what not something naturally possible. And he said, I will pour you out a blessing that you do not have room enough to contain it, which is also not naturally possible. So when we use the Malachi verse to tithe, one thing what we need to understand is that we don't give tithe for things that are naturally possible. We don't give tithe for things that we think are naturally achievable. We don't 
split ourselves from the unrighteous mammon because we desire something that we need to get through the unrighteous mammon again. Okay? We split with the unrighteous mammon because we are seeking justice, mercy, and faith. We are splitting with the unrighteous mammon because we want the true riches. Okay? Now, those of us who pray for small things in life, okay, what do I mean by small things? Uh, you know, like every one of us uh, comes from a certain family background. We have a certain uh, uh, lifestyle and, you know, if you are already having a Maruti car, you would be believing for a Hyundai car or a Skoda car. If you're already riding a Skoda, you would believe for a BMW, Volkswagen or something on that range. Now, these things are naturally possible. Okay. So when we sow seed, okay, the thing is, if we are expecting naturally possible things, it is because our focus in life is not on justice, mercy and faith. Because now the justice of Jesus Christ, that is the finished work of the cross, tells me that I am a recipient of a blessing which is far much more beyond my educational qualification and job. If I do not have my eyes on that, then I am always calculating or I am always reasoning for things that are naturally possible. And because I always reason for things that are naturally possible, I also split money in such a way that, uh, you know, it is uh, humanly, uh, what would I say? We have a lot of human calculation behind our mind, okay? It is not like I split money because I understand that what I want and what I'm seeking is anyways, uh, has no value in front of what I'm splitting in front of God. That's why when you give to God, one of the things you need to understand is we never give to God out of compassion, okay? We only give to the poor out of compassion. We always give to God out of honor, okay? Many people know what is there in Malachi chapter 3. They don't know what is there in Malachi chapter 1. In Malachi chapter 1, God says, if I am your father, if I am your God, where is my honor, okay? So when we give to the poor, we give out of compassion. But when we give to God, we need to understand that our heart is not out of compassion. Our heart is out of honor. If you mix the two, the danger is you are saying God is more poor than you. If you're giving to God out of compassion, then you are saying God is more poor than you. And Bible says, okay, without contradiction, okay, there, there is only one place in the Bible, in the New Testament, where it emphasizes so much and it says, without contradiction and it says without contradiction the lesser is blessed by the greater okay now many people also don't understand this uh, you know because we are used to only receiving the giving message from three verses when it says without contradiction the lesser is blessed by the greater imagine this my friend uh, i showed this in church also some people know this this is my honor to god okay as long as I have this, what am I saying? I am saying I am greater. Why? Because I have this. But when I give this to God, what happens? If God is the greater one, he will be obliged to bless me back. Why? Because I have made God the lesser one by giving it to him. Because he has received it from me. Now that is what Bible says, without contradiction, the lesser, uh, sorry, the one who is blessing is always greater than the one who is receiving. That means when I split with something towards God, okay, 
for a moment i become the greater one and for a moment he becomes the lesser one but because nobody can be greater than god and without contradiction he is the greater one he is obligated to send me back what i gave him in a greater measure so that is what the bible says so when we give to god we should never give to god out of compassion because if we give to there is a verse in the bible that says he that lends to the poor lends to the lord that is very different that is out of compassion but generally when you give to god you should always give it out of honor so the uh, sister who has seed for every need it's as simple as this sister you giving a seed for any particular need on your life is you declaring that you are parting with the least faithful thing so that you will be just as faithful in the true riches okay so seed for every need is it true it is true but uh, don't just assume because you write seed and you write a need and then you throw the give the envelope there is nothing else to do in life okay you need to be seeking god's justice mercy and faith that is how it works out okay anyone else has any other question you can post it there in the meantime i'm also going to share some other things with you okay so in the new covenant how do we give in the new covenant we give by the spirit so when i say we give by the spirit what does it mean in the new covenant our whole lifestyle is dictated by waiting on god being filled with the spirit receiving his voice and then doing things now one of the major challenges when i teach this to people i i, I have taught this to many people but i know what people do when prem says like this people take it this way oh prem said no tithe prem said i should wait on god prem said i should listen from god and prem said as god speaks to me i should give so they go and you know how the world is right now right we have amazon we have flipkart then we have this emi we have that emi we have people giving us suggestions for our future our investments and all so they go now they wait how much time do they wait they wait probably a minute or less than 1 minute especially when it comes to finances people don't wait in god's presence they wait for a minute or less than 1 minute and they just come out and say okay god didn't speak to me and then they don't give now what they don't understand is they were not genuine in hearing god so when a grace preacher says give 10% or 20% some of them just say like that because their audience is big and they cannot explain the whole thing to their audience so they are not wrong in what they say but the biblical way of giving is that you wait in god's presence okay now many people also start doing this i have seen lot of people do like this what they do is when i say wait listen from god and then use your finances they are simultaneously emptying their bank account like they simultaneously pay the emi they simultaneously give money for grocery they simultaneously give money here and there and they are simultaneously waiting on god if you are going to do that trust me 99% of the time you won't be able to hear god's voice simply because you didn't give the first part to him okay and now people will ask the first part was in the old testament is it there also in the new testament so especially the pastors okay especially the pastor when a pastor comes to me and says uh, there is no giving required now i just ask him one question in return brother do you give and if he says no then i don't trust that pastor why because the foundation is that whether you are a believer whether you are a pastor whether you are in full time ministry every one of us has to give so if you don't understand that principle then you know we can't explain it to you now why i'm talking about first fruits is like this the moment you cross over this law of first fruit okay you can be sure that you want to listen to god's voice most of the time 
why so because it's a culture of the heart okay when god instituted the first fruits from uh, in the old testament till jesus came and after jesus the first fruits if you want me to show you in a scripture in the new testament okay imagine this paul in the last week of the month okay now we are in may paul is in may he is dialing up a church in those days there were letters he is writing a letter to the church and saying hey guys i am going on this mission trip and every time i have done a mission trip or every time we have done fundraising for galatia church colossia church corinthia church every fund that i have fundraising project that i have done you have always given so guys i have some news for you good news i am coming to town next week okay please keep the first part ready so why do you think apostle paul wrote like that because you know though the law is not there the heart of the law has not left do we find it in jesus sayings jesus said you continue doing it he never said don't stop giving the tithe of pudina stop giving the tithe he said you ought to do the one without leaving the other one undone okay now just take the same example jesus said in the law of moses if you commit adultery physically then you have committed adultery but i say to you if you look at a woman with lustful eyes you have already committed adultery that means what the law is not there but the heart of the law continues okay so when we say the heart of the law continues what do we mean there is a culture that god wants to inculcate in your life okay whether it is giving the first hour of your day to god whether it is giving first priority to god while listening to his voice or whether it is uh, you know giving the first part of your income anything or giving the first part of your increase anything there is a culture that god wants you to inculcate when you inculcate this culture only you will understand the benefits of enforcing that culture now many people might disagree with this and god will have his own way of teaching them just like me first year when i got born again when i was 13 14 years i would give 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 everything from my pocket money but slowly as greed came in slowly as uh, uh, distrust came in slowly as i understood that oh what is this faith what is this trusting what is this all thing you know as i found it difficult i left it again it took me close to 12 years to understand it and you know get aligned with god's plan so if you don't agree no problem god will have his own way of teaching you but then be open okay any more question you can just put it in the chat box i'm going to answer that and uh, let me check this question okay should we tight on the grace should my minimum be 10% if you don't hear from god then whatever you want to give give don't give below 10% why because if the old testament standard was 10% the new testament standard cannot be less than 10% okay right and uh, is jesus not a tight good question okay people ask this uh is jesus not a tithe yes jesus is a tithe okay now does that mean you will also not pray because jesus is your prayer does that mean you will not uh, ask god for power because jesus is your power right so you know we uh, sometimes uh, if you want to hear one thing you can go to such an extent that you know you can manipulate your own mind does my money rebuke any devourer okay very important question my friend your money doesn't rebuke any devourer okay when i put uh, you know once god taught me then i have never come down from 22 or 27% even after being in ministry okay whatever comes to our ministry we make sure 22 to 27% we always give it away i'm not telling you to do this percentage but it's 
personally what god has done in my life last 5 years so does my money rebuke any devourer okay your money doesn't rebuke any devourer okay that money in itself doesn't rebuke any devourer but when you practice giving you make sure that you are free from the love of money or you make sure that you are free from slackness see anybody who is truly seeking god's justice mercy and faith he will understand that the kind of plans he is pursuing with god cannot be pursued with his own wealth or his own money no matter how that rich that person is so that person will automatically understand okay now listen to me uh, okay this question answer very important okay why did ananias and sapphira die okay so all of us want the outpouring of the holy spirit we want the holy spirit to come just like it came to the book of acts okay we want to see the lame walk we want to see the dead rise we want to see an apostle by whose shadow okay you understood what is shadow right the effect with the light we want to see apostle by whose shadow the sicknesses will be healed right correct so now in this instance in the new testament remember my friend there are only two instances in the new testament by which people died okay one taking communion as if we are eating food one taking communion as if we are eating food number two when ananias and sapphira actually lied to the apostle so you might ask me did god kill them no then who killed them does god punish you for your sin or sin punishes you by itself if you got this answer then you got that answer okay so we all know god doesn't punishes for our sin but sin punishes it by itself so who killed ananias and sapphira they like killed them how did they like kill them see they were in front of apostles at a time okay apostles had not even entered persecution but they were doing the demonstration of god's glory and god's power so when they lied in that instance they dot dead it was not peter it was not paul it was not john it was nobody who killed them okay it was their lie that killed them do you want any instance from the old testament just think about the person okay just think about the person who was trying to save the ark with a good intention but touched the ark what happened to him he died right in the same way ananias and sapphira they lied and they died god did not kill them the apostles did not kill them but why is it recorded in the new testament let me tell you death has many forms okay divorce is a form of death oppression is a form of death depression is a form of death death has many forms okay so when people are not sincere to god especially in the area of finances one of the things they don't understand is they have automatically they have okay i received a question from brother vs prasad i will answer your question they have automatically left a door open for some kind of devouring or you know they have automatically ventured into a realm by their own flesh okay for example let me ask you if a believer comes to a pastor okay and the pastor and the believer shares all the problems of the world to the pastor and the pastor asked the believer brother how long has it been since you prayed and he says uh, anna for last 90 days i didn't pray at all now what would be the first answer that i need to give to the believer hey guy god is merciful he will answer your prayer now he will deliver you now but if you are going to continue this trend i can't assure you what kind of a life you are heading to right in the same way in the same way 
if you are habitually living a life where god jesus is not lord of your finances then the challenge will be always that you will take decisions without consulting him or you won't honor him first and when something against god's will ends up in your life you will start saying i never sinned at all but the point is not remember in the new testament the point is about not sinning it is about being filled being led by the holy spirit never in the new testament you will find that uh, you know uh, it says that you are matured by not sinning you don't mature by not sinning you are matured by being filled by being led by the holy spirit okay now here's a question from a brother we just have 12 minutes i'll close many topics now here's a question from a brother can i split my 25% please explain okay so whom do we give to for example uh we run four whatsapp groups we cover like 600 people okay so we don't expect anybody to give okay less than 5% of people give we don't expect all the 600 people to give why because what they receive to my whatsapp group might be just uh you know uh like uh, eating an egg puff okay an egg puff is something you just eat once in 2 3 days or a burger you eat once in 3 4 days it is not your meal meal okay but whoever is giving feeding you the meal okay in the new testament whoever is feeding you the meal he becomes the person recipient of your honorarium now if you are saying that can i split my 25% that's what a brother wrote here now the question is brother how many places are you eating meals from i'm not asking snacks snacks are like the small tidbits we put in whatsapp message not that but really when you are feeding how many places are you feeding from if you are feeding feeding from two places and you feel both are meals then you can split if you feel one place is feeding you 70% and another place is feeding you 30% then you can split if you are feeding okay now this brother writes only from one place then you pray if god leads you give to somebody else or if no if you are fed from one place then give the entire 25% to that place as simple as that because in the old testament the uh, the in the old testament the jews brought the offering to the priest and god said let there be meat in my house but now in the new testament god made the fivefold ministry give food to all the believers and that's how the honorarium comes and you know that verse that says in uh, in the new testament where it says if we have uh, if people have given to you corruptible services like you know you go to a saloon you know saloon is not free you go to a gym you know gym is not free you go to a restaurant you know restaurant is not free so in the new testament it says if those people deserve something from you honorarium then somebody who is feeding the word from you also deserves honorarium so according to where you are fed you can give at the same time there are times when we pray and god shows a specific person or god shows a specific uh, uh, project or god shows something you can take okay but uh, as a pastor i don't uh, though god gave to me and though i give to people though i have given to many men of god okay as a regular practice i give to those whom i hear from those who i receive from and those who labor with me apart from that if god speaks to me specifically i will go out of the way and give but uh, i try not to be emotionally you know drawn okay and i try as much to keep myself uh, uh, 
apart from the emotions so that uh, i can hear god's voice clearly okay so hope that answers your question brother now okay somebody else replied fine right so the verse in uh, the verse in proverbs okay if any of you is getting late okay you can uh, go off the call no challenge only challenge is uh, i need to give the entire recording to whomever i need to give to so i i'll keep speaking so the verse in proverbs where it says trust in the lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding delight yourself in him and he shall make your path prosperous okay if you see immediately post that verse one of the things that verse says is okay it shall be health to your bones okay and it says god will prosper your wealth okay now i'm coming to this uh, issue in our life okay where even with me and i've also seen with people because uh, three uh, three four years back when uh, uh, i was trying to do uh, uh, what do you call a wave of divine healing okay one thing what i understood is the mature believers when we try to heal them okay the soul issues have a lot to do with their healing and the newbies or those who have just come to the lord when we try to heal them the soul issues actually don't play a part because the love of god has captivated them and they are so high on the spirit that it it's easy to flow so here in proverbs if we understand that verse about honoring god one of the things we need to understand is now human mind is like that okay human mind is like this when we go to some of the big businesses they will teach you two things don't spend all your health to make wealth and then spend all your wealth to keep your health okay so this is a world psychology wherein your health and your wealth need to go hand in hand and this is how many people get manipulated how people get manipulated is they think they give the seed because the seed will give them a financial benefit though it is true to an extent as i already shared to you the purpose of the speed seed or the purpose of splitting with the unrighteous mammon is because we are seeking the true riches the purpose of splitting with the unrighteous mammon is not to get more money this is not a scheme like you know there are many schemes this is not a scheme so the purpose of splitting with the unrighteous mammon is to actually tap into the true riches so when i split with the unrighteous mammon i carry the heart of honor and as the verse in proverbs says give him the first fruits of your increase okay give him the first fruits of your increase so uh, there is some there are some people who ask me especially women who are not from a christian background or whose husbands are not christian usually they ask me brother should i tithe on my husband's salary the answer is no why because your husband is not a believer okay so you don't need to force himself him to tithe what you can do is if your husband gives you a pocket money or if your husband gives you some small amount of money to spend by yourself you can give tithe or you can give offering from that amount but you are not obligated to tithe on the amount that your husband is earning because he is a non believer and uh, two if there are two people okay husband and wife and both are christians both are born again believers and both have a challenge wherein one says we need to give and the other says we should not give so what should we do number one explain to your spouse the importance of giving teach them from the word the importance of giving 
Number two, if they don't listen, from your share, you give it, from their share, leave it. Don't need to get into an argument, don't need to debate with them, don't need to put them down. Because end of day, this is a heart matter. This is not about, you know, uh, like, you know, some husband and wife, I know this, when things go wrong and the wife shouts at the husband or the husband shouts at the wife, uh, sometimes the wife might tell the husband or the wife, husband might tell the wife, see, you don't give to God, that's why your situation is like this. Though it might carry a little sense, okay, don't do that. You're not obligated to give tithe on uh, your spouse's salary if your spouse is an unbeliever. If your spouse is a believer, okay, make him understand the importance. If he doesn't understand, please be cool. When time comes, he will understand because money is not the only area God uses to teach us, my friend. There are many areas God uses to teach us. So when God wants to teach us, God will give. How, Vishmayar? Okay, if my husband is a Christian or a non-Christian, but still doesn't want to give, and I want to give, want to give on your behalf. See, it's your personal thing. If you want to give generously, you give. If you don't want to give generously, you don't give. But it doesn't mean you know he's not doing one sin. I am doing that, uh, or he's uh, he's doing some sin. So I'm covering up with that. The sacrifice of Jesus has been enough to make you and me right with God. But what we are talking about here is being led by the Spirit. What we are talking here is about you know following god's plan following god's voice so that we might be faithful with the unrighteous mammon and so that our eyes might be on the true riches now when the word says in proverbs of all your increase this is something again people don't do like i receive gold as gift okay i receive gold as gift right now i cannot tithe for that amount Okay, or right now I cannot give God an offering for that amount. For example, somebody just gave me a gold, uh, uh, gold gift, or you know, uh, let me use a more practical example. Nobody gave me gold like that, but you know, people have given me costly things. Okay, like watches, and you know, I've got uh, two, three watches worth lakhs of rupees, lots of times. So I keep that gift with me. If I want to give God, I give a honorarium to God because I received the gift. But the honorarium I give to God is very small compared to the gift I receive. Then what do I do? If I'm keeping it, I'm not obliged to give something to God from it. Okay. But the day I sell it off, as I did, okay, I had watches, I sold it off for uh, like rich watches, costly watches, I sold it off. But the day I sold it off, whatever came, I titled from that. So some people do like this houses, assets, gold. Such things, people, what they do is they don't tithe of it or give an offering for it when they receive it, no problem. But the day they sell it off, also they don't. That means what? There has been an increase in your life, asset wise, okay? And because you did not have liquid cash, you did not give to God, no problem. But when you converted that asset to liquid cash, still you did not give to God. Now, this is the problem. Why? Because God is not a Lord in your increase. And Proverbs clearly says, we need to give him the first fruits and the first part of an increase. So we need to keep that in mind. Do we, uh, very general question. I think uh, this answer I know from uh, probably 20 years. Do we try the tithe on a gross or a net? Okay. What is a net salary? After deducting a PF, after deducting uh, certain things that go into our provident fund and, you know, certain uh, small taxes that are paid on our behalf, our net salary is given. So do we tithe on gross or do we tithe on net? Or do we give on a gross or do we give on a net? Okay.
obviously the tightening principle itself uh, sorry the giving principle itself says right you are at disadvantage in the natural to be at at uh, advantage in the spiritual so your faith should lead you to give on your gross but if you are not able to give then ask god for his mercy ask god for his grace okay so that is how you do it uh, very important thing especially for our friends in india i know there are not people in our age group who are retiring shortly or you know who have pf or graduate coming away but you know when people receive the provident fund they don't realize that you know a certain part is theirs but the other part has been given by the government or the other part has been given by the employer as a benefit to them so they don't give out of their increase so when they don't give out of their increase see that's what i'm telling you every single thing doesn't need to be explained but when you understand that you are in co union with jesus as he is the lord of your time he is the lord of your money and then you know things start flowing to you in a similar way so whether it's pf or whether it's any other thing the only challenge is for you to understand am i increasing life or am i decreasing if i increase i give if i don't increase you know if i'm there where i am i'm there like in covid 19 i see some uh, people become like believers some believers in this covid 19 situation they become hyper with their spirituality and i have seen some comments on other churches pages when they attacking big churches and saying now the church should give back to the believers now the church should do this program now the church should do that program something okay and some people say now we don't need to give titan offerings to the church as simple as this if you're not receiving your salary there is no obligation you don't ask god also right if you are receiving then you give as simple as that but remember this my friend most of the big preachers who have nice cars nice houses one thing you will realize in their life is that they are not moved by the riches and because they are not moved by the riches actually god gives it to them right there are so many big preachers there are so many big men of god they have cars in their house worth millions of rupees but if you and me had that millions of rupees of car we would probably sit in that car roam to every mall roam to every friend roam to every relative so the most important thing you know is not whether we are giving not giving the most important thing is to make jesus the lord of our life to an extent where we know for sure okay in this area of my life also he is the lord it's not like i'm double dodging in one area of my life and trying to get the other areas of my life right so that's why in some faith churches as soon as you go to the altar call whatever might be your request they will ask you one question are you a tither and uh, some people might get offended with it i was offended with it in the starting when i did not understand the principle but when i was uh, doing the divine healing thing i understood that you know if i am not faithful with unrighteous mammon and if i am expecting the true riches from god probably the um, it's a trust issue with me so i need to develop the trust issue okay um okay if nobody is there i'm just going to pray and release you if you have any question just put it in the chat box okay so for those people now okay right there's no question here so i'm just going straight away praying for you father in jesus name i pray for everyone on this call especially i pray for those people father who because of mammon or because of not accepting the lordship of jesus in the area of finances have experienced corruption or have experienced death in some part of their life in some area of their life father whichever area it is father i plead for your mercy i plead for your mercy right now as i'm praying my friend 
a very common thing I have done. Okay, I've been doing this for two three years, and every time I've done it, God has answered my prayer, and today also He will answer your prayer. If there is somebody on the call today, and you know that you've been seeking God for a miracle, but you have not been faithful with finances, and you know some things have not turned right for you, okay? And if if you know what I'm speaking is. For some people, this might be an informative session. For some people, this might be an enlightening session. For some people, this might be a session to repent. If you are somebody like that, all I can tell you, my friend, is God is merciful. And if you ask for His mercy, He will give you a mercy. He will not look at you and you know He will not pin you down for the sake of money. But what God is trying to tell you is that if you are not consciously practicing honor towards Him in the area of finances. Then actually, the truth is, you have given up your soul or you have given up your mind to uh, idolatry kind of life, wherein you know we eat, we go to job, we come, and you know we are relaxed. We are not dependent on God anymore, or we are not interested in honoring God with our foremost. If there is somebody in you right now, okay, I'm just praying. Agree with me. You don't need to show hand. You don't need to do anything. Okay, don't message me also after the call. But I'm just praying because I've done this so many times. And I have seen God give His mercy. I have seen God give His grace. And I am telling you, whatever corruptible thing is there in your life, it will exit your life in the name of Jesus. It will be swallowed up by the incorruptible power of God. Father, I pray for mercy right now. I pray for grace right now. I speak for your. I pray for your favor right now, Father. I pray, Father, as there are people on this call right now, Father. Whoever is listening to me, even in the audio format, Father. Whoever is listening to me in the groups, Father. I pray. If at all, by not accepting the lordship of Jesus, anything that is illegal in the kingdom of heaven has entered their life. Right now, as they repent, I bind that thing in the name of Jesus, and I cast it out of their body. I cast it out of their bank account. I cast it out of their bank's balance. I cast it out out of their balance sheet. I cast it out of their life. In Jesus' name, Father, I pray, Father, for a reversal. And as your word says, Father. You are a God of restorative justice. You are a God of mercy. You are a God of faith, Father. By faith, I speak restoration into their life, Father. By faith, I speak restoration in their life, Father. And I pray for everyone over this call, Father. As you know, Father, that they have taken an extra effort to be on this call today for this special call. I pray, Father, you honor their faith. You honor their heart. You honor their giving. And as they give, Father, let them be blessed in each and every area of their life, Father. Mainly, I pray, Father. Especially, I pray, Father. Please lift your hand towards the screen, my friend, wherever you are. Please lift your hands towards the screen. Okay. Especially, I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, enlighten them, Father, to understand that this life is not only about our job, our business, about eating, drinking, and sleeping, Father. But you have purposed, you have predestined us. To be carriers of your incorruptible power, so that we might show the world that what is honorary in their sight, Father, that we have something, we have someone, we have the Holy Spirit, we have the dunamis in us, which is more honorary than what they honor, Father. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Thank you so much, everyone. Didn't expect 46 people to be on this call. Thank you for joining. Okay, please. Fast tomorrow, not from food, from all your gadgets, so that when Isaac Popeye or the other man of God is praying, we will have a good time. You will have good connection speed, and you know you can be on the call. I know if, whether it is Wi-Fi or data. If you do excessive usage during the daytime, 
it is surely going to affect your call quality and it is surely going to affect your bandwidth speed in the night okay so preserve some data preserve some wifi okay come with good speed in the evening tomorrow and you know we ask the men of god to bless us expect a fresh touch of the holy spirit tomorrow as we are on the call okay bless you thank you everyone bye